hear something in the Word of God, when I start teaching on something in the Word of God, you only got one tape. Uh, uh, just like right now, you got, uh, we on tape like 60-something, you know? Uh, but you, you, you keep getting information. And that's why I keep telling people to keep listening, keep listening, keep listening. You can't base one service. Oh, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I know you don't. The word comes to me by revelation, and this is an ongoing thing here. Now, every time you get some more word, it's going to help explain what you already got. See, I teach you that way, okay? So you got to understand. I don't just give you a sermon. We're not in here to give you a sermon, make you feel good. I'm here to teach you line upon line, word upon word. I go from page to page to teach you book to book, all right? So you would have uh, a background. All right, now, I want to go to our next teaching today. Uh, that's why you got to know what I already taught you. <clears throat> uh, I don't know. Let's go to Acts chapter number 26. Uh, that one verse, uh, just the one verse, and that's verse number 18 and 19, but I'm going to expose on that today. Open that up a little more, okay, so you can understand. But you've got to understand something. You've got to have the Holy Spirit to understand the Word. Let me say it again. You have to have the Holy Spirit to understand the Word. So that's why I, I said this to you. I said, I have been teaching you about being saved forever. Now we're going to move to the next step, if I can say it that way. And that is how to receive the Holy Spirit. Now, all the first part of you being saved was so you could receive the Holy Spirit. Do everybody understand that? You, that's why I keep saying you can't. See, we have, we have saved. We thought saved was all we were done. That's why you got so many people don't come to church because now they say I'm saved. But you got to understand why did God save you? All right, I showed you what Israel, Israel was created. All right, when God created, when God created Adam, Adam still had not eaten the tree of life. So you got to understand, he created you so you could. All right. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to my subject. Let's go to the book of Genesis. Chapter 1. The book of Genesis, chapter 1, and verse 1. The book of Genesis, chapter 1, and verse 1. One of the things that I keep saying to you is, Genesis is the first book of creation. So you got to know that, and then you know it's the first book of creation, but who did he create? He created Israel. There it was talking about Jacob and Jerusalem. The Bible only gave you two people in the Old Testament that he created, that's Jacob and Jerusalem. Well, that is the heaven and the earth. And Israel, I'm going to show you again and again and again until you believe the word. See, you've got to understand, this Bible is not about all the things that people have told you. This Bible is about, the, number one, the creation of Israel. And I'm going to show you the, the, the heaven and the earth. That's why the last book in the Bible, uh, when you get to really chapter 21, it's going to show you the new heaven and the new earth. I mean, this is what the Bible is about. So I don't know what you thought it was, but this is what it is. All right? So what we have to do now is Find out where we fit in. We got to know the word of God and find out where we fit in. Now, we're gonna, what we're going to do now, we're going to go all the way back to Genesis chapter 1 because I want to give you my subject. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 and uh, 2. Just two verses. And then I'm going to skip over with verse 26 and 27. Are you ready? Then after that, I'm going to give you my subject. I'm going to show you two things. And then we're going to go through them. Now, that's just going to be for the first service. The second service, we're going to take it to another level. So you got to understand, you, you, if you just think you can get one message, I got it, you, you, you're under the wrong preacher. You're going to have to get six or some tapes to get it. You know, it, may, it may take 80 tapes. 
but you're going to learn more and more as you go along. Okay, now here we go. In verse number one, in the beginning, we're going to come to your camera, sir. Uh, Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, God created. Now, that word beginning there is Christ because he's talking about Israel. In the beginning, in Christ, God created the heaven and the earth. All right. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. My voice is not right. I'm waiting on it. All right. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face. That is getting better. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. All right. So now you're able to see, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, we know the Bible is about Israel. How do I know? Because the genealogy of Jesus Christ told me so. I gave you that. I showed you that Jesus Christ's genealogy goes all the way back to Adam. Well, if, gene if Jesus' genealogy goes back to Adam, then that's what God had to be created is Israel. I mean, it's just, you know, when you got the Holy Spirit, you can see it. You don't have the Holy Spirit, you can't see it. Um, I'm going to give you Jesus' genealogy back to Adam just a moment. But he, that's the creation. Now we're going to go to, thank you for my voice. In verse 26, Genesis 1, 26. And God says, let us make man. We're still in chapter 1. Let us. He's not, he not, he doing it, but he's creating it. So you got to understand the first chapter of Genesis is about what? Creation. It says, and God said, let us make man. Well, who is going to be this man? Adam. I help you out. In our image, after our likeness, let them have dominion. That's Adam and Eve. Oh, the fish of the sea, fowls of the air, birds of the, uh, fowls of the air, uh, over the cattle, over the creeping things, over all, everything that creeped upon the face of the earth. Now, he's not, he's using natural physical things, but they are spiritual things. We're going to find out they're really human, Okay. And then in verse 27, so God created. Genesis is chapter 1 is creation. Now, if you don't have anything in your Bible, you ought to have Genesis chapter 1 is creation. Because when I get to chapter 2, I'm going to show you another word. So God created man in his own image. In, his, in the image of God created him. Watch this. Male and female created he them. Right? That's creation. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 2. Now, what is God getting ready to do in Genesis chapter 2? He's getting ready to make. He's already created. Now he's getting ready to make. But we're going to use a word called form. So we're going to name this teaching creation, then formation. I'll say it again after we read this verse. Genesis chapter 2, we're getting ready to, God getting ready to form man. See, first he had to create man. That's what you got to understand what is happening to you. If you understand this teaching today, you're going to understand why I keep telling you there's a difference in cremation and formation. And creation, I'm sorry, creation and formation. I'm sorry, God forbid, forbid cremation. But you, you ought to know why God created you, and you got to know why God formed you. All right, now watch why he formed you. See, that's why I'm trying to show you. If you get this tape today, you'll know where, where, what's going on. Holy Ghost, say, Holy Spirit, help me to see it. All right, now, you were already created in Christ at the cross. All right, that's creation. You're a new creature. Same way, Adam. All right, but let's look at Genesis chapter 2 and verse 7. And the Lord God, now when I say Lord God, I'm moving over to the word Holy Spirit. See, these are the kind of things you got to know because I can't keep saying them. In the beginning, God, that's the Father, created. Then in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, the Holy Ghost form. See, this is why you have to have the Holy Spirit. And the Lord God, the Holy Ghost, formed man. He formed man. Man is its word soul. He formed the soul. Of the dust of the ground, remember, he put this soul in, in, into the body. He formed, he made a body. He formed man of the dust of the ground, and he breathed, or he came into through the nostrils. That's all it's saying. 
The Spirit came into man through his nostrils, the breath of life, man's soul became alive. Let me say it again. Man's soul became alive. Now, what did God do to you in Ephesians 2.1? He quickened, right? He made alive, right? Right, so you got to understand what happened. He made alive. All right, now, man still had not eaten of the tree of life, had he? Come on now, just, just, just follow along. If you, can, if you can be taught, you can learn. If I can't teach you, I can't help you. Now I ask you a question. Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and the breath of, uh, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. Now I ask you a question. Did he have the Holy Spirit yet? No. Why? Because we're going to go to that, right? Let's go over to uh, Genesis chapter number Three, the last few verses. See, all I'm trying to get to show you that just because you say I'm saved, uh, I'm created, it don't mean you got the Holy Spirit. See, if you can see this, you can see. Here it is in Genesis chapter number three and verse 22. Now, I like this camera because I like to give me a bigger shot. See, I got, look at that shot that guy gave me. I come over here, I guess. Genesis chapter 3, verse 22. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence it was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims. And we told you last week what they were for that turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. The tree of life. He could not eat of the tree of life. Let me show you something. He could not eat of the tree of life. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. This is something my wife asked me this morning at 5 o'clock in the morning, which I didn't know why she was up that early, but anyway, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Now, I'm, uh, 2 Corinthians, yeah, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. See, this is why the gospel of Christ has to be preached. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Wife, I'm going to borrow this scripture from you. 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we want to start reading with verse number 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse number 3. But if our gospel be hid, it's hid to them that are lost in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. Lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servant for Jesus' sake. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, had, past tense, Paul says, shined in our hearts, why, Paul? To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, had, past him, shine in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So the only way that you can be saved, this light of the glorious gospel of Christ, which is the image of God. Did you get that? That's why I listen to that again. This glorious gospel of Christ is the image of God. Let's go back to verse number four again. Go back to number four. In whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, I have stopped there, watched that last part. Who is the image of God? The glorious gospel of Christ is what? 
is the image of God should shine to you. All right. Now, why is God doing that? Because that's how you're created. It takes the word of God to come inside of your soul. Not only created you in Christ, but he has to now give you an image. He has to form you. And that's where I'm teaching on the day. Cremation, then. I'm, Lord, deliver me from that word. All right, cremation. Creation. Somebody say creation. Right. So first God created you. After he created you, he did what? He now formed you. See, I need you to participate. See, you wonder why you don't know. You don't participate. See, I don't need you to sit there and amen, amen, hi, hi. I don't need that. I need you to say something when I ask you. Number one, what did the first thing God do to you? He created you. All right. Now, after he created you, what did he do second? He formed you. Why did he form you? You got, listen, why did he form? Why did he form Adam? Remember, Adam became a living soul. Now you got to find out why did he form you? See, you, you are a vessel. Why was this vessel formed? Because I needed to hold my, my drink, right? my hot tea, right? So God don't just form you. That's why you had the potter's house, right? The potter's house is where God made the vessels. So why did he do that? He formed a vessel because he wanted to put something in there. So I want to go to that this morning. I'm going to have my wife to find me the beginning of Jeremiah going to the potter's house. Jeremiah told us why, he t why God told him to come there. But in the meantime, I want you to go to Galatia. So we are talking about the day, two words, creation, then formation. All right, now let's go to Galatia, and let's give you the word on formation. Galatia chapter 4, and we're going to look at verse 19. Galatia chapter 4, verse 19. Now I'm going to teach... I'm, I'm going to teach more the second service than I'm going to do the first service. The first service, I really want to make sure you get it. The second service, we're going to excel. All right. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. Watch what Paul says. My little children, in whom I travel, Galatia. That's what we're waiting on. Galatia. We got Galatia, then Ephesians. Galatia, my little children of whom I travel in birth again until what? Christ be what? Form where? In you. So when, when God formed man, he breathed into man not for the breath of life. Man became, man's soul became alive. We say it that way, right? Because he became a living soul. So his soul became alive, right? But what, what, that's creation. See, your soul just became alive. All that was in Genesis chapter 1. But when he formed him in chapter number 2, now he's going to breathe into his nostrils the breath of life, man became a living soul. But he still don't have the spirit. He just made his soul alive. So that's why we have uh, another verse I'm going to take you to in just a moment and show you how, uh, how we... Paul said we have to thank God. We're going to show you that because he qualified us. So let's look at this again. My little children of whom I travel and birth again until Christ be formed. So it doesn't do any good until Christ is formed in me. So once Christ is formed in me, then God has something to put in me. Right? All right. Now, Christ has to be formed in me. All right. Now, we'll see what that means because that's why. Let me show you why Christ had to be formed in me. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. We're going to see here 
why Christ has to be formed in me. See, God, Colossians chapter 1, and we're going to go to verse number uh, 21. Colossians chapter 1. Uh, yeah, we'll start with verse number I don't, I, I don't know why I don't want Colossians chapter 1, but uh, yeah, we'll start with verse number 21. Colossians chapter 1. When you get this, say amen. Colossians chapter 1, until Christ be formed. I'm sure you know, when I get to verse 27, why are those so important? Because God wants to put glory in you. Now you need to write it down now. Why I, my soul had to be formed. He created me. Then he had to form my soul. Why are you doing all this? Because he's going to fill it with glory. Now you got to know what the glory is, don't you? Uh, I think that's 2 Corinthians 6. Let me see. Let me see if I can find it. I know it's 6. 1 Corinthians 6 is 2 Corinthians 6. Let me see if I can find it. Verse 14. Uh, no, it's got to be 1 Corinthians 6, 14. Yeah, 1 Corinthians 6, 14. Just hold, hold that one. Now, let's finish where we're at. We're at Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. Are you there? And you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, unblameable, unreprovable in his sight. But he says here, if you continue. See, that's why it's so important. You see, people go to church a little while, they drop out, and they say, well, no, I'm all right, I'm already saved. Okay. If you continue in the faith, Continuing in faith, man, you got to continue to hear the word. Rooted and grounded and settled, and watch it again. He makes sure you get it. And be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard. See, don't move away. That's what people do. They, they, they last a little while. They move away from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard, which was preached to every creature under heaven, where our, our Paul was made a minister. So that's what happens so many people. They just move away. They just say, well, you know, I'm not talking about people who have actually moved from this ministry somewhere else. These people listen to us on television. But there are people who just stop going to church, period. All right, verse number 23. Who now rejoice in my suffering, Paul says, for you, and fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ in my flesh for his body's sake, which is the church. Watch what he's going to say in the next verse. Whereof I was made a minister according to the dispensation of grace which is given me to you to fulfill the word of God. Now he's going to tell you in verse 26. Even the mystery which has been hid from ages and from generations but now is made manifest watch this, to his saints. See that's why we have to be partaker of what they have. The saints. Okay. It was manifest to his saints. Otherwise, the word was made flesh and came to his saints. All right. He was manifested to them. He's revealed to us. All right. Now, verse 27. To whom God would make known. Here it is. What is the riches of the glory? Come on, read it with me. Whom God would make known. What is the riches of the glory? See, that's what God form you for because he want to fill your vessel with what? Glory. Come on, come on, say it. He want to fill me with glory. Right, and you got to know what that glory is. I gave you verse 1 Corinthians 6, 14. To whom God will make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is what? Christ in you. Watch this, the, the hope of the glory. So otherwise, if you don't have Christ in you, then you can't receive the glory. 
Just, just, just think it. Just think it out. Just sit there and think it out. Because he's not putting the glory in an old vessel. He had to make the vessel again. That's what the potter's house was about. You can't put new wine in. See, that's all that means. He had to make you a new vessel first. And the new vessel is Christ. Now he can put the new wine in the new. Come on, come on. Can't you see it? He can put the new wine in the new man. In the new vessel. Which is Christ in you. So if you don't have Christ in you, you have no hope to receive the new wine. What did the first miracle that Jesus do? Wonder why he turned that water into wine. You're going to find out. He had a purpose, didn't he? He's going to put that new wine in the new wineskin. He already told you that in his teaching. All right. Are you, are you listening? Did you get that part? Can't you see it coming together? All right. Let's go back to where we first started. Tell me what I first told you. Now, where we going right now in 1 Corinthians 6, 14? When we start this teaching, I gave you three things. I said, we're going to give you this first, then we're going to go here, then we're going to go here. How many got that note? First, I told you, we're going to go Genesis 1, we're going to get man created. Then I said, we're going to go Genesis 2, we're going to get man formed. So if you, need, you need to have your notes, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. We created man, we formed man, and then now we got to make sure we get the glory in him. Come on, see, that's your notes. You got to know how to keep your notes. I'm giving you the whole, I'm giving you what God gives me. This is how he gives me the vision. This is how I be knowing what I'm talking about. That's why I know when you save, you don't have the Holy Spirit because you've just been formed. You're just a clean, pure vessel sitting up on the, waiting for the master to use you. All right, now let's go and show you. Now, I just showed you that uh, Genesis, I showed you uh, Galatians 4 and 18. The vessel had to be formed. Like I gave you in Genesis 2, 7. Come on, I did, you got your notes, right? Yeah. All right, then I just got through showing you in Colossians why he was forming you. Because he want to do what? He want to fill it with the glory. But first you had to have Christ in you because Christ in you is the hope of... You don't have no hope of receiving glory if you don't have Christ in you. See, you just can't be in Christ, right? See, I lose half of y'all just by saying something. I gave you two things. You in Christ, Christ in you. You in Christ is just one thing. You got... You got to have Christ in you. Now I, have, I just told you why Christ has to be in you. Because God is really not giving you the glory. He's putting the glory in his son. <laughs> Who are in you. All right. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Now I'm asking you another question. Are you catching on? 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. We're going to come back to your camera. You got me enlarged now. 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse number 14. And God has both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up, watch this, by his own power. That's not the verse I wanted, but. Oh, well, that's good enough. Because we know what his own power is, right? Let's go to 2 Corinthians 4, 14. God has raised us up and shall also raise us up by his own power. So the Holy Ghost is God's power. Is that right? I guess a couple of amens. But 2 Corinthians 4, 14. Here's the other half of it. 2 Corinthians 4, 14. Are we ready? On the screen. Here we go. Knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise us up by Jesus and shall present us with you. Now, how did he, that was all Israel because that's what he did. He raised them up from the dead. Uh, he, we were risen in Christ. But he did it by his own power. So we have to understand that's the power is the Holy Spirit. Now, I got that in my notes somewhere, but I'm just ahead of myself. All right. But let's, let's, go, let's go to work. Now, what I gave you, Potter's house, you read it for me. 
All right, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 18. You're going to tell me where I need to start in the book of Jeremiah chapter 18. I only want the part, go down to the potter's house because he, he's going to tell us in Jeremiah what he's about to do. I'm not going to be able to read all of Jeremiah. You're going to have to uh, do it all yourself. Jeremiah chapter what? Chapter 1. Jeremiah chapter 18. All right, now you all mark in your Bible because I'm not going to be able to read all of Jeremiah chapter 18. All that sounds real good, but I'm not going to be able to read it all. All right, now he's going to give you uh, the potter's house. Verse 1, the word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord said, Arise, Jeremiah, go down to the potter's house, and there I will cause you to hear my words. I wonder why he want him to hear his words. You'll find out. Then I went down to the potter's house, and behold, he wrought a work on the wheel. How many know that's you? Come on, say that's me. Right, that's what happened. He began to work on your life. And the vessel that he made of clay was marred. How many know what marred means? You know what, well, you know, you ever seen anybody do a, a vessel and they mar it? They just take it and pack it together. And... Y'all need to turn our days of my life, all the hospitals. You need to get in this word. All right, Jeremiah. And the vessel that was marred of clay was marred in the hands of the potter. My voice is just going in and out there. And he made it again, another vessel, as it seemed good to the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do? And the, I don't know, my voice keeps changing. I don't know what's going on. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, O house of Israel, cannot I do with you as this potter, saith the Lord? Behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Now, I won't, I'm just going to go to the part where he says, and I made it again another vessel. Okay, but anyway, we'll deal, we'll deal with that later. We'll get that in the next service. He made the part, but that's not the part I want. I want the part of where he said he made it again anew. All right. Now, let's show you why. We'll get that later. Don't go, don't, don't flutch yourself. Let's go to, I, I want to do this because this is very important. I only got 27 minutes. In Acts chapter number 26 and verse 18, let's go back there again. Acts 26, 18. See, everybody have a different vision. And what ends up happening is people try to take the old vision and teach it to the body of Christ. Acts chapter 26. And let's go to verse 18 one more time. I want to make sure you see this. Thank you for my voice again. Acts 26, 18. To open their eyes, turning from dark to the light, Turning from the power of Satan. Now I need you to write this down. Number one, that they may. See, Christ did everything for you that you may receive. He didn't tell you to do anything. That you may receive one thing. What is it called? Forgiveness of sins. I'll tell you this a hundred thousand times if I could. The reason why people do not receive the Holy Spirit, they have not received forgiveness of sins. If you ask them right now today, they are still asking God to forgive their sins, but they want to receive the Holy Spirit. See, once God, once God, you have realized that Christ, let me show it to you again. 1 Corinthians 15. Number one, you got to do what is what? Come on, I need, your, I need your help. Number one, you got to do what? Receive. We're talking about what you got to do. What does he say? Receive. I need everybody. Receive. Receive the forgiveness of sin. That's what you got to do, number one. 
I'm going to show you why people have not received the Holy Spirit. They keep thinking they got it. They feel, and you, you can't have the Holy Spirit and still tell, thanking God for forgiveness of sins. You got to receive that. That got to be over with in your life. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 15. Why do you think Christ came? He came to cleanse the vessel. He came and forgave you of all your sins so he can give you the Holy Spirit. But you don't want to believe that part. That's why so many people don't have it. See, if you think you got rid of your sin by water baptism, you got rid of your sin by all this other stuff you did, forget it. 1 Corinthians 15. I gave you this scripture. I'm going to give it to you again. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received. See the word receive again? Those who can hear. Everybody don't have to. If I got just a few can hear me saying something, yo, yo, okay, I hear that, Reverend. It's all I need. I don't need everybody because everybody's not going to say nothing. I just need the one that can read. Can you read? You had to receive. That's all I need you to do. Honey, you may have to just do it for me the whole time, okay? All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have done one thing. What? Receive. You had to receive it. Now, how do you receive something in the word of God? You have to hear it and believe it, right? That's all. Just hear the word and believe it. You don't have to do nothing to it. But if you can't believe it, you do not receive it. All right. And then God said, where you stand? Then they're going to tell you what you receive. By which also you are saved. By you receiving the gospel is how you say. By which also you are saved. If you keep in memory what I preach to you unless you have believed in vain. He continued to say, you have to receive this, believe this, hold on to this. I deliver you first of all that which I also, What? This is how he got saved. If you do one word, what is it? He said, I receive. Here it is, how Christ died for our sins. So you got to understand, say it with me, Christ died for our sins. Say it loud. Christ died for our sins. So you got to put that down. He died for my sin. All right. Number two, he was buried. Number three, he rose again from the dead. So all you got is Christ's death, death, and resurrection. That is your salvation. There is nothing else. The gospel is just that simple. But if you don't believe Christ died for your sins, he was buried in your grave, and God raised him from the dead. If you can't believe that, you... you I don't know what to say. But you keep saying you got the Holy Ghost and you don't. That means you are not believing. The number one, you got to believe. Number one, you got to believe what? I keep saying this because I want to see what you have the nerve to write it down somewhere. Just write it down. This is how I'm saying. Number one, I got I to receive one. Number one, the number one thing I to receive forgiveness of sin. Now, you're going to know, do you ha have you received it? Because you get up in the morning before you go to bed the day, all through the day, you're going to be asking God to forgive you your sin. And when you do that, you, your spirit of God is going to say to you, that's why I'm in, not in your house. Until you can believe what God has done for you. I want you to understand how important this is. Until you can believe what God has done for you. So you keep looking at all this other stuff out here that your life may be involved in, and you still want the Holy Spirit. You got to come to, an, come to an assignment and say, Christ died for my sins. See, what you keep doing, looking at is, well, I'm still doing things I shouldn't do. Well, you should stop that. But you need to believe he died for your sins. See, you got two things going on there. Matter of fact, I would like to say you're a very busy person. I mean, you didn't stop and say, Christ died for my sins. Now, are you sinning faster than he can forgive you for them? See, Christ already died for your sins. He's already paid for your sins. 
Do that mean I'm supposed to go out and continue to sin? Certainly not. I don't go out and just do things because I've been forgiven. I should grow to a place where I began to get, get thankful. All right. Now, that's the first thing you got to do. Christ said, Christ, Christ already died, already died. For, my for my sin. All right. Now, let's go to Galatians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. I'm just giving you three verses. Because I got a whole different message in the next service. Galatians chapter 4. I'm sorry. Galatians chapter 1. Yeah. You're right. And I'm going to do four verses. I'm just going to do verse 4. Well, let's do three and four. Put them together. Galatians chapter one, verse three and four. Got Sister Ali Kelly sitting up in here this morning. What you talking about? Is that word good or what? She knows. She knows. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, Sister Ali. I got your sister, Claudia. Okay. Uh, not you, Moody. Claudia. Okay. Galatians chapter one, verse three. Read it. Grace be to you in peace from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch what he did. I'm giving it to you a second time. Who gave himself for what? Our sin. He died for our sin. Can you see Christ died for our sin? Why did he do that? That he might deliver us from this present evil world. What is this present evil world? It's our flesh. See, if you got a Bible, you need to write right there, present evil world is your flesh. See, he had to die to deliver you from your flesh, which is the present evil world. That's why Romans 7 said no good thing in the flesh. Okay, now let's show you that. Romans chapter 8 we give you these all the time, but I, I, I have to because they're just key verses. Romans chapter 8, verse 8 and 9. See, Christ died to deliver you from your flesh. He put you in the spirit realm. That's why you have to understand you are not in the flesh anymore. That's what happened when he saved you. He saved you from the flesh. But you still don't have the Holy Spirit because he saved you from the flesh. All right. Romans chapter 8, verse 8. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God, but you are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwells in you. The Spirit of God now dwells in you. Now, if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he's not in his. So what did God do? He had to save you from flesh so he can put his Spirit in you. See, the flesh cannot be heir with the spirit. He had to save your soul from flesh. That's why he died on the cross. And then he was able to wash our sins away. Oh, he died for our sins. Israel, he washed their sins away. All right, but our sins are paid for. All right, now we are no longer in the flesh. Now look at verse number 10 while you're there. Let's look at one more. If Christ be in you, See it? The body's dead. Can you see that? What did Christ do? If he in you, the body's dead. Because of sin. But now the spirit is your life because of righteousness. Somebody give him a great big hand. While I... How many can see it now? It's, it's coming clear, isn't it? All right. Now, let's go to the other half. Oh, my God. Let's go to the other half because that's just the first half. Now you got to receive, now you got to receive your inheritance. I'm going to start here and this is going to take me into the next service. Let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 20. We got rid of the sin now, right? Christ said, Christ died for my sins. My sins paid for. I've been forgiven. All right, now that's, that's done. Now get a lot of big hand. I've been forgiven. All right. Now you got to receive your inheritance, who is the Holy Spirit. Now, it's something, you say this, and before the day over, 
you got them sins again. And you wonder why the Holy Ghost can't come in. Because you don't want to believe him. That's why Ephesians 1, 13 and 14 start off with trust. People say they believe, but they don't trust him. All right. Now, let's go to receiving the Holy Spirit. 2 Corinthians 1, 20. We're going to read 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse number 20. And we're going to read that verse down. And we're going to read that down to verse 22. We're going to come back to your camera again, sir. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. We're going to read it down to verse 22. Verse 20 says, For all the promises of God in Christ are yes, and in Christ, amen, unto the glory of God, watch this, by us. Somebody said by us. Right. Now he who is established. Now you know, underline all these things God did for you. Number one, now he which establishes us with you in Christ and had anointed us. So you never, you never got to ask God to anoint you no more. Because right there he said he has anointed us. I say he has. All right. He has anointed us in God, is God. Who has? Past tense. Sealed us. See, this is what happened when you got the Holy Spirit. He has already established you. He's already anointed you. He's already sealed you and watched the next part and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. See, he had to do, that's what it means to receive the Holy Ghost. He's already established us in Christ. That means I'm already believed I'm forgiven. Then he's already anointed me. He's already sealed me. He's already given me the Holy Spirit in our heart. Now give him a great big hand for that. I'm talking to folks who believe they receive. If you don't believe you receive, you don't have to even clap your hand. You only clap your hand when you believe you receive. All right? I'm showing you why so many people don't receive. They just don't participate. But they want the Holy Ghost to do it all himself. He's not going to do it all himself. It's by us. Something you got to do, and that's receive. You got to receive. Number one, forgiveness of sin. Then you got to receive your inheritance. So when I say clap your hand, I'm saying receive your inheritance. You can't just expect, think you know. That's why so many people don't have it. Because they think they already got it. Don't you know people have been trained to pray in tongues? Trained. They have taught themselves how to pray in tongues. And they feel like my tongues are just as valuable as the Holy Ghost tongues. Y'all just leave me alone. These my tongue. All right. Ephesians 1, 13 and 14. I probably gave you this scripture a thousand times if you're in this ministry. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. See, I'm going through a whole different plan in the next service. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 13 and 14. Remember the first 12 verses to Israel? Chapter, verse 13 start with us. In whom you also, Paul says, trusted. Talking about Gentile now. After. So the first thing you did, you trusted. But it was after you heard the word of truth. That's what I'm giving you right now. I'm giving you the word of truth. The gospel of your salvation. Otherwise, this is how you get your salvation. That's what the gospel of your salvation means. This is the only way you're going to get your salvation, which is the Holy Ghost. That's what the gospel there. Gospel of the Romans 1 16 is the power of God under salvation. It's the only way you're going to get to salvation. It's through the gospel. After you believed, number one, it said after you heard the word of truth, number two, the gospel of salvation, number two, after you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So why people has not, why people don't have the Holy Ghost? Number one, they don't not hear in the gospel of Christ, so you just can't hear any in the gospel, you can't hear the gospel of the kingdom. That's what 95% of church folks are preaching is the gospel of the kingdom. That's why they confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's the gospel of the kingdom. You believe Jesus Christ is Lord. That's the gospel of the kingdom. But the gospel of grace is Christ died for your sins. 
He was buried and God raised him again from the dead. You, not, you shall be saved. By grace now you are saved. See, so you got to understand, it's a totally different thing. And so many people going to hell because they don't listen. They just take for granted that they already got it. Oh, he ain't talking about me, child. I already got this. That's why you haven't changed. In whom also, number one, you also trusted. Number two, after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, after you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Ghost told you in verse 14, which is the earnest of our inheritance. The word earnest means down payment, advance, guarantee that everything God has is yours. So when God gave you the Holy Spirit, he said, look, the Holy Ghost is your guarantee that everything I got is yours. It's a guarantee. Somebody say amen. amen. It's the earnest of our inheritance unto the redemption of the personal possession unto the praise of his glory. All right, now, that's two more verses. So I gave you the Holy Ghost. You, you was already been sealed. Let's go to Acts 20, 32. Acts chapter 20 and verse 32. Acts chapter number 20. All of these verses you should have if you're going to receive, have received the Holy Ghost. This tape or this DVD or something, you need to make sure you get it. Acts chapter 20 and verse number 32. What we do, we put it online in a podcast. Got Brother Earl there. He, 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 he take this over after this service. Make sure it's in a podcast. Got Minister Hayes back there and the crew making sure you get it all on CD and DVD. You got Brother Charles over there. See, we make sure everything we're doing to make sure you get this word. And, and all you got to do, what I can't make you listen to when you leave here, it's free. You're on the phone all day, you might well listen to the word. Acts chapter 20. Acts chapter, somebody to give me a good amen. Then. All right, go, come right back to you here. Acts chapter 20. And verse 22, verse 32, 32. Are you there? Now you ought to have this mark in your Bible. And now, brethren, Paul says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, to the word of his grace, the gospel of Christ, which is able, number one, to build you up. We're not dealing with the build you up part of the day, but you're going to have to understand that's the first thing it does. Number two, give you an inheritance. It takes the gospel of Christ to give you your inheritance among all them which are sanctified. That is the Jewish believer. Among all them that are sanctified. That's Ephesians 1.18. Let's go back and show it to you. Among all them that are sanctified. Those were the saints. So God gave us our inheritance among the, among the saints. That Ephesians 1, 18. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. The eyes, this is why Paul prayed, the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened. This is why he prayed for us. That the eyes of our understanding will be enlightened, that we may know what is the hope of his calling and what is the richest of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. So he wants us to know what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. See, that's the Holy Ghost. So that's, that's why you got to make sure, you got to understand of having the Holy Ghost in us. Ephesians 1.18, I just read to you. All right, now, Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. From here we go to Ephesians 3, 6. We're going to make it. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. Colossians chapter 1, and verse 12. So this is why Paul said, giving thanks to the Father. See, that's why, see, next week, you ought to just jump on this. Because he gave you the Holy Spirit. This is what he told you to do to the Father. Not to me. I gave you nothing. But the word. God, thank God for his grace to give you the word. But he gave it to you. Giving thanks unto the Father, which has past tense made us meet or to qualify us. That's what it means. To be partaker 
of the inheritance of the saints in life. See, the, the, the Jewish believer has to have the Holy Ghost. But God qualified us. He created us. He formed us. See, did you see how he qualified us? To be partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. Otherwise, he died for our sins. He was buried. God raised him from the dead. He did everything for us. He qualified us so we could be partaker of the inheritance of the saints in life. So we could receive the Holy Spirit. Can I get somebody to get a Lord of Man, when you realize God did all of this so you can have the Holy Spirit. See, you, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not his son. Look at the next thing he did in verse number 13. Who also have delivered us from the power of darkness. He also translated us. Somebody ought to give him some praise. He translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. He already translated you in the kingdom of God. But you got to get the Holy Spirit. See, we think all oh, what God did is, 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 is okay. We don't have to do nothing. No, no, no. You got to receive the Holy Spirit. All right. Now, oh, that's good. But let's go to Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. I got to show you how he did it. See, this is why I tell people they don't want to come to church, they don't want to work, but you don't understand, you don't get anything from God without the word. <laughs> he that coming to God must do one thing. <laughs> you got to believe. You can't believe without the word. See, that's why so many people can't receive healing because you got to believe God for healing. That means you need to know scriptures on healing. You got to know what God said about healing. All the Holy Ghost to say, all, all, when you come to God, he that come to God must believe. See, and if you're going to believe, then it said that he is. All, all that's fine, but you've got to also know why you're there. What verse you have. It's just like you coming to me and said, Pastor Trump, you said. Well, okay, if I said that, then I got to honor my word. So you come to God, you got to have the word. I mean, most people believe in God for something, but they don't, want, they don't have the word. See, that mother sitting right there, I prayed for her this morning, 430, something like that. I don't know why God keep me up. God had me praying for that, that lady right there. See, there are some people that God, you just can't sleep, you got to get them and go pray for them. See, that's good, all that stuff good. As long as I keep seeing them sitting there. I'm all right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, give the Lord a big hand. You're right. That girl you're sitting beside right there is what he told me. So you pray for her. That's Ace's mother. Ace got a lot of favor with the man. I'll tell you right now, he got a lot of favor for him to tell me about Ace at 4 30 in the morning. Let's move on. All right. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 6. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. See, this is what God did for you through the gospel. He made us fellow heirs. See, you're, you're not an heir, you're a fellow heir. Somebody say Amen. So, so you got everything through grace. We are fellow heirs. We are the same body. See, God made us a part of the body of Christ. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 11, he made, us a, he made us a part of the body of Christ. He gathered together all in heaven and earth in Christ. What an awesome thing. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body, and watch this, partaker of his promise, his promise is the Holy Spirit in Christ by the gospel. So what happens if you're going to a church and not preaching the gospel of Christ? See, you, you, you don't understand this lady. Uh, I keep calling her name there. I won't mess it up this time. Uh, from Texas, I guess from Texas this week. Sister Claudia. But 
this woman been listening to this message, this service is here for years and years. See, we communicate when she's not here. But my point is, she have taken a vacation here, two or three weeks just to be here with us. Come on, good Lord, I'm telling you, I'm, I don't think, sister, I don't think they understand. Sister, I don't think they understand. Woo. So God has made you partakers of the Holy Spirit by the gospel. See, that's why you got to be grateful to the gospel. That's why you got to be thankful that God gave you a man of God, a woman of God who can preach the gospel of Christ. That's all. You can't get your inheritance. Paul is the only apostle that God gave you to get your inheritance. All right, let's give you one more verse. I'm done. That's 1 Corinthians 4, 4, 1 Corinthians 4, 14 through 16. And we are done for today. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. This is why I told you last week I was going to read, and I said I'd do it later. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14. 1560, just three verses. We're going to come back to your, your camera today, sir. First Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14 says, I write none of these things, Paul said. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. Now watch what he says. For though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you have not many fathers. Yet you have not many fathers. Watch what Paul says. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Now you just think about all these folks are telling you that they're born of the Spirit and don't have the gospel of Christ preached to them. Paul said, I have begotten you through the gospel. Wherefore I beseech you, follow, be followers of me. You can't, it's nowhere in the world. See, see, that's why when he told that verse begotten, that word begotten really was to Israel. Because they was begotten by the word. Peter told us that. Paul told us that. But you came here through the resurrection of Christ. I want you to listen to me real good. I'm getting ready to close out. If you're listening to my voice right now, and I'm talking to you, stand up on your feet in here. I want all of us to stand. I want you to pay attention. Give me five minutes. Less than five. But I want you to hear this real good. I told you two things you had to do. Number one, Acts 26 and 18 told you you had to receive the forgiveness of sins. Now I'm doing this because I want to make sure nobody misunderstands me. You must receive the forgiveness of sins. So I want you to do that now because I also want you to receive the Holy Spirit. If you're in this place or if you've got anybody listening to me on television right now, I won't give you a chance to receive the Holy Spirit. And the way you do is you, you believe the gospel of Christ. Now, by believing the gospel of Christ, now you receive forgiveness of sins. And after receive forgiveness of sins, now you can receive the inheritance that God has given you, who is the Holy Spirit. So simple. You can't take for granted you have it. I say that a thousand times. I've been in the ministry for a long time. And it took me a long time. I can go back and remember when the Holy Spirit entered me. It's not a game. If you receive the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost came and lived in you. And you remember, you know it. It's not a, a shunned-out feeling and I, and I can speak in tongues. No, 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 you're deceiving yourself. If the Holy Ghost is in you, you know. You know when he came. You know that he's there. It's not a game. So you're in this place right now, Pastor. Number one, I receive the forgiveness of sins. I want you to say it with me. You're on this camera. I want you to repeat after me. Number one, I want you to repeat after me. Number one, I receive the forgiveness of sin. Come on, say it. Everybody, I receive the forgiveness of sin. I would bring this up no more. Today, 
this chapter is closed in my life about sin. Christ died for my sins. Christ paid for my sins. And I have received his forgiveness, his great love, his great mercy. So now I am qualified to receive the Holy Spirit. Now raise your hand. Holy Spirit, I receive you into my heart. Right now, this house, my heart is your home. Live here forever. Give Lord a great big hand. Hey, my time is already gone. I thank you for yours. And the door of faith is open unto you. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.